Welcome to Vegas Circle with Packy and Chris. And today joining the circle with us, we're excited to sit down with the owner of Massage Envy, uh, which is a fast-growing chain of massage and therapeutic uh, relief care sites located in Las Vegas. We have Marissa Hawkins. So welcome to the circle, Marissa. Good to see you. Thank you for having me on your show. And I am happy to be here. Hopefully we can spread some light to some people who get to hear my story. Talk about kind of like how you got into the industry. Did you get into the massage industry first where you were a massage therapist or did you just kind of get into the franchise business? No, no. So how the story goes is I actually was a student at University of Washington. I had a plan to go into pharmacy school and that didn't work out too well because organic chemistry kicked my butt. And I was like, okay, there's something's got to give. So I took a lot of science courses. So I finished up, got a degree at the University of Washington, and I landed a job in pharmaceutical sales. So I did that for almost six, seven years. And what happened was I started to get that seven-year itch. And I had a daughter who was born. So I have, um, we have two boys and a daughter and they were all under the age of 10 and on one particular ride i remember there uh, i was covering vegas so we moved from seattle washington to las vegas nevada so we are local what they call it vegans now vegas vegas people 21 years in vegas right and what happened was my territory was not only covering vegas but it was arizona so one week out of the month i would leave vegas to go and cover arizona So on one particular ride as a pharmaceutical drug rep, I uh, had this company car and talk about air conditioning because you just said you had the HVAC guy come out. Well, my (laughs) AC went out on that four and a half hour drive to Arizona, which meant that if you turn that AC on, you know, you got hot air. If you rolled that window down, you got hot air. (laughs) So four and a half hours later, as I get to my destination, I call my cousin. I said, listen, I am not working today. I have no plans to. This was a miserable ride. My back's killing me. Please recommend me to a wonderful spot um, where I can get a great massage. So she referred me to Massage Envy because she said she had heard it on the news. I'm on the radio and on television and that it was only $29.95 for a massage. Now that was, you know, 21 years ago, uh, 16 years ago, because we've been in the business for now 16 years. We opened the first massage envy, my husband and I in Vegas, uh, 16 years ago. So um, anyways, to make a long story short, I ended up going into the massage, first massage envy um, on Scottsdale 101. And I came out, well, I came in, obviously, a grumpy old woman. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm miserable. I need to eat, and I need to get a great massage because my back's killing me. So I got out of that massage feeling rejuvenated, and I thought, wow, this is so great. The lady did a spectacular job. And all I asked was, listen, I'm coming back the next week because we had rental property in um, Arizona with my husband. I'd like to book him with the massage therapist that I just had. And I'll take someone else so he can experience what I just had. Well, we come back a week later and on our ride there to go check on the rental property, I made mention to my husband that if I were to, we were to open a business, I would love to open something like this, not thinking that we were really going to open one. You know, it was just a mere thought. However, um, he came in to get his first massage at the Massage Envy, same place, Scottsdale 101. And I as well. And what I thought would not be another great massage ended up being even better than the first one I got. So he comes out of his massage, which I knew he was going to like it because, of course, I had that same massage person the week before. 
And he absolutely loved it. And top of the hour, we're in the lobby. Again, tons of people asking about signing up for membership or, you know, what, you know, do you have, I asked, do you have one in Vegas? My husband was pretty much the brains behind the operation and took a pamphlet because the woman behind the register happened to be the owner. And she says, if you're interested, um, you know, I know the regional developer is planning to open in Las Vegas. You may want to take some information. So light bulb came on and my husband grabbed the pamphlet. A week later, uh, we call the regional developer and we meet with him. So he was actually looking to have a partner to open up the first Massage Envy in Vegas. So um, it was the first franchise massage place that opened in Vegas. And as you well know, Vegas is notorious for having, you know, massage parlors per se. So this is now a national yeah. franchise that's coming into Las Vegas. We yeah. were the 32nd clinic to open. Now there's close to, I think, 1,200 locations nationwide. Um, during the pandemic, of course, I don't know what's happening right now, but everybody's mm -hmm. pivoting in this new life that we're living in. Uh, like I think we talked about earlier, it's pretty unsettling because it's not the norm per se, but we all know that uh, we're trying to make it work, all make it work. Um, but in uh, true form, we met with the gentleman who well, was kind of like our mentor and we broke bread together and met and he happened to like us. So we were very blessed and lucky because he took the risk and that chance to give us the opportunity to go into business with him. So I have to remind you now, I have no business degree. I did make mention to you, I have a science degree, graduate of University of Washington with all these science courses, no business courses whatsoever. Just hopefully common sense played a big role and following great directions that was given to me um, from the platform that's given to you when you go into franchising. So I thought, okay, well, this, is, this sounds like a really great idea. It's exciting, but scary at the same time. So imagine this. We had three children all under the age of 10. I have a two-year-old, a three-and-a-half-year-old, because they're out a year and a half apart. And uh, my husband did real estate then. So you know how real estate works. It's whenever you get a paycheck, whenever the home sells. Yeah. And we had moved from Seattle, Washington to Las Vegas. So talk about taking that leap of faith. That's what happened. Uh, took that leap of faith and opened up the very first Massage Envy in Nevada and in, you know, in Nevada and in Las Vegas. So that was exciting, but scary. And I literally broke out in hives and wanted to not open because I thought, man, we're going to lose our medical benefits because yeah. our mentor said he wanted to, me to quit my job wholeheartedly and he wanted to make sure that I had we had some skin in the game so I quit my job overnight I became a plumber a marketing person a recruiter a front desk associate uh, you name it uh, that was all of it yeah it sounds very interesting you know considering <laughs> so from where I was at the gather you have not had really the spirit of entrepreneurship before this endeavor took place like you really did you ever have any ideas of trying to jump into something and starting your own business or being involved in owning your own business? When I was young, my mom always told me that I had uh, a businesswoman uh, etiquette because I would sell to my girlfriends sticker books. And um, back in the day, I don't know if you guys knew about Oh Boy Alberto, pepperoni sticks. So I would yep. go to Costco <laughs> and my mom, I would make her buy the kudos bars 
the pepperoni sticks, and I would sell them in school during lunchtime to all of my friends, and they would buy it. So I was profiting even at a young age. And I was in fifth grade, and my girlfriends used to tell me, remember that time you sold me the sticker book? Because in piano lesson, when I did well, uh, my teacher would give me all these stickers. I had smelly stickers, you know, the, you scratch and sniff. I had beautiful sparkly stickers, all kinds. So I would create a book. I'd put it together and I'd sell it for profit. And I had my sisters. I created a team. Like, if you want to be on my team, you have to pay me money. So I was <laughs> always doing things that, you know, would call for money or, you know, I, I think I already knew I was going to do something like that. I just didn't know what. True life form, God gave me the direction because I love spa, love taking care of myself, and this was the best thing. And if I were to get into any business, it would be something that would serve on a higher level and serve so that, you know, people felt good. So we were in the business of making people feel their best. So what better way? But I think the other thing that sold me was the fact that our partner had already opened, you know, some massage envies in Arizona. So we had data that was based on Arizona's numbers, along with a partner who would teach. However, our mentor lived in Arizona. So it was great while he was here. But when you were left on your own, you know, it's feast or famine. And you have to make decisions um, based on, you know, your own knowledge. And you go through and weather the storm. However, it was the best time, you know, to learn. And I learned a lot along the way. And I learned a lot about my faith. I learned a lot about my, um, my tenacity to continue to move on and being consistent. And critical thinking really played a big role because there were some things that, you know, it's not in the book franchise, okay? There's no book that will tell you everything that you must know to run a business. Sure. It's school, hard knocks life. You literally go with the flow every day. And I would say that from the beginning stages to the recession to the pandemic, through everything that we've been through for almost two decades, you know, you just push through, you yeah. make it happen, you do what's needed and you just go with the flow. And then you look back years later and say, remember that time in 2008 when we went through a recession, what happened? And can you believe we got through it? Yeah. And now look, <laughs> so it's those types of things that, you know, make you realize that your gift is to be able to be strong through all of it. You know, Marissa, you hit on so many key points on there as, as far as like, you know, you and your husband being able to experience it first, right? So yes. it's organic, yes. right? So you're able, it's organic, you're able to get the massage, experience it, and, you, and then you, right place, right time, which is just amazing, especially at the time, right before, you know, the economy was going crazy, you guys get in the game and come to Vegas. Yeah, we opened great. in 2005, so oh, wow. before the okay. recession even hit, yeah. but um, that wasn't only this other thing we did was we opened during a recession, another business called Base Logic. So it was another national franchise. And we thought because Massage Envy wasn't didn't have facials and we did it with just massage that we could do it with facials as well. So Base Logic was strictly a membership based company, strictly based on facials. So, you know, running that and opening those doors, you know, during the recession, quite crazy. And yeah. um, we ended up selling the business five years thereafter because of the fact that Massage Envy started offering facials and it was a competing business. It was a kind of a conflict of interest kind of in the yes, franchise conflict contract. of interest. So we could not continue to open other Massage Envies, but we had another license. So yeah. in order to open our second Massage Envy, we had to sell 
based logic because it was a competing business. So we ended up opening the second Massage Envy back in 2012. So we had a business in 2000. We had a business in 2005, opened a new business in 2008, sold the business in 2012, the Face Logic business, and opened another business. Well, opened another Massage Envy in 2012. So, and then um, six years later, we picked up four more Massage Envies because the mentor who we uh, opened the first Massage Envy with suffered a heart attack and unfortunately passed away. So we scaled from two to six massage envies. That's like three times to grow rapidly. And uh, (laughs) it's crazy because, you know, you you think you can handle one and you go to two and you think, oh, my gosh, it's going to be so much harder. But one is just like two. But going from two to six. Wow. It's a lot of uh, growing pains and a lot of learning (laughs) along the way. So tell me something. You guys are up to seven franchises now. Is that what you guys currently own? Yeah, that is correct. What I thought was very interesting is so you and your husband, Mario, you guys are high school sweethearts. Yeah. How in the world do you keep this? I would say <laughs> empire together of, of being together all this long, uh, building a business, not getting on each other's nerves. I've been with my wife almost 20 years. I know. We oh, I didn't say you didn't get on my nerves. I didn't yeah. say that. Now, yeah. That comes with business and the territory. Yeah. He's we're yin and yang, you know, yeah. opposites attract. We're absolutely opposites. But how do you guys Where, build the business yes. side of it? Is, is there two different yes. sides that you guys are focused on? Or? Yeah, you know what? My husband has believed in me more than I had believed in myself in the beginning. I told you he was the one who basically forged through and said I could do it. When I was the one who, when my mentor met with me, Steve, we had a lunch and I was like, I, I changed my mind. I don't want to do it. We have a steady paycheck coming in. We have medical insurance. I have a company car, you know. I was very secure in having a paycheck come every, you know, two weeks, every month. And, you know, my friends thought I was crazy. My family thought I was crazy and literally, but my husband did not think I was crazy, nor did my mentor. My mentor basically told me, listen, you take this leap of faith. I promise you your life will change forever, but I cannot promise you what these numbers, the numbers here in Arizona will reflect here in Vegas. But fear is nothing but false evidence appearing real. And if you take this leap of faith, like I said, your life will change forever. And he was right. Um, And I had talked to his wife uh, when he had passed away. And I said, you know, I always used to be so upset with him when he wasn't available to, you know, answer my questions and running the business and everything. She says, sometimes she says the best way to learn is to learn on your own. And that's the biggest lesson. You find your inner strength in the things that you thought you could not do when you are faced with the challenges. And that's something that I appreciate with my parents being immigrants is that you really don't know your strength until you're faced with the circumstances and you rise above all of it to, you know, speak English and come to the United States and make a living for your family and work, you know, two jobs to make it happen so that you can pay off your home and put your three children through college. You know, and that's what my parents did. I was able to see through hard work and perseverance what they were able to do for my sisters and I. And, you know, I think that's where a lot of my grit comes from is from my parents, but also loving people who care a lot about me. And my husband is one of them because he's the one who was had the light bulb moment and said, we can do this. So if it wasn't for him to push forward with that decision, I probably wouldn't have, you know, taken that leap of faith to do it. But listen, I was going to give up. You heard it. <laughs> so like, no, I changed my mind, but I pushed nah. forward and I'm glad I did. 
We've been able to do a lot of great things with our business. And that right now is what I'm most, so most proud about is giving back to the community and using our business as a platform to do that. Yeah, no, that's a definitely a fantastic story, kind of how you evolved over the years. And, you know, with that, you continue to seem like scale the business, you know, going from one to seven franchisees. And with that, you know, you it's easy to manage, or not easy, but easier to manage one building because you're basically in control of all aspects. But as you continue yes. to scale and get larger, you have to relinquish some of that control to people. Um, that is the, the hardest part. I'm so type A that that. I still haven't mastered it yet. I'll be quite yeah. frank. Um, if anyone says they perfected it, they're lying to you. But maybe there is someone out there who's perfected it. Um, even especially now, living in different times, you know, we thought we suffered in 2020 with the pandemic and all the closures. Try reopening in 2021 with the other, you know, types of struggles and challenges that come with it. You know, we all know about the trillion dollar stimulus that came through mm -hmm. and everybody, you know, living off of the unemployment, you know, it's just a different time. And you start wondering about humanity and you know mm -hmm. what people's, you know, true, true strengths and true weaknesses are as yeah. a business entrepreneur. No, I mean, that's one of the main things that's tough, man. Being able to build a franchise, I can't even imagine because, you know, a lot of death happens. <laughs> There's a lot of trust that you have to be in. It, yeah. How have you been able to, to recruit and have the right managers build your business? Attitude is yeah. number one. I think you have to have the right attitude because you yeah. have to be an extension of who we are. And, you know, I feel that the success came when you treat people right. You know, people are what build your business. And it's hard to find, you know, good people right now. It's hard to find people who mm -hmm. want to work. It's hard to find people who you can trust. I was just uh, writing a post that I'm going to be posting on Instagram that we have about 10% of our population of team members over 100. And we were at 175. We were originally at 100. And I think we we're close to 200 before or at 190. But because of the pandemic, people have relocated because we're in a transient yes. state. People yes. have moved to different, you know, back home, wherever that may be. They've decided they don't want to work in this profession and want to switch, you know, professions. And so for me, we have about 10% of our um, team members that have been with us for longer than 10 years. So it was only a dream to be in business, but to be in business for almost two decades and to have, you know, a team that has, you know, wrote this journey along with you, it is pretty fascinating and quite amazing. Um, we're very blessed. And I that's the gift, you know, is knowing that you didn't do this alone because no one gets far alone and it's a team effort. So really excited to know that, you know, we're celebrating these people who've been with us for over 10 years. So I would say attitude and really, you know, people oriented, you have to be people oriented and you have to care. Yeah. Yeah. That customer service is everything, especially when you're building a franchise and brand. Yes. It's that work-life balance that you try to have and get, you know, I'm a mother of three, uh, like I said, you know, it's, it's hard juggling work. And some of our uh, team members go to school and, you know, have family life. You know, I still have to cook at the end of the day when I'm done out there, you know, dropping off, you know, goodies, you know, to all of our locations, you know, putting out fires in some of the locations, figuring out how to pivot and, you know, get new people to come on board and marketing everything that you can name that's what happens and still do you know your charity work and your marketing it's mm -hmm. it's crazy 
What kind of business advice would you give our listeners that would want to start a business? You know, even if it's right now or, or in the future, what, what would you share with them? Uh, you know, something that you learned or a tip for them? You really need to make sure that whatever you're getting into, you love it. You have to find what you're really good at, what you're skilled at. And I know this is something that probably may be a cliche that most people say, but it's the truth. If you're not good at it, why would you even do it? It just com- doesn't make complete sense. I think oftentimes people see what other people are doing and think either they can replicate or do it, but it's not even anything of interest to them. So if you're doing it because you think monetary wise, this is, this is it, this is what I'm going to do. I'm sure I can do it. You know, it's just, I'll use being a real estate agent as an example. You know, everybody sees everybody selling these big homes or just homes in general. They make the check and they think, oh, I could do that. And it's going to be consistent. And they get into it, realizing it, it's not a steady paycheck. It's not meant for them. They have to work very hard to show a home. They have to market themselves. And it's, you know, you got one paycheck, but you got to figure out how to get more paychecks. Well, I think in the game of life and in entrepreneurship, you must find what you're passionate in and do it for the reasons that it's not for the money, but knowing that when you wake up every day, it's something you enjoy and be more of yourself. If it's being more of yourself that is giving you that joy, then that's the one you need to go into. You know, you kind of went through two very down times being a business owner with the recession and uh, <laughs> yeah. the beginning 2000s and now with the pandemic. You know, what kind of takeaways have you dealt with with both of those situations that have kind of aligned your normal day-to-day business values? Like, is there anything that you've learned in those down times and or whether it's lean business practices or uh, things that have made you can more con- continuously successful throughout your entire business career? You know, on my constant talks with God, my faith, you know, you have to have strong faith to know that you're going to overcome these circumstances because nobody could have predicted the pandemic. And we might've predicted the recession because there were some shady things going on in that (laughs) time. So there were some people seeing the, who could see the writing on the wall. Um, But you still can't rely on what's going to happen in the future. You know, it's still going to be uncertain. What we can do is live in the moment. What we can do is enjoy today, but you can't live like it's not going to work. You have to continue to know that you're going to be taken care of. I had a therapist tell me, Marissa, you know, we need to have more people. We need to hire more. And I said, listen, God didn't take us this far to take us back. You have to have faith and know that everything's going to work out. This is just a period of time that is, you know, uncertain that we're all going through. And it would be one thing if it was just our business. But every friend I've talked to that owns a business has the same type of struggle. And it is just like the pandemic. You know, we were all in our homes doing the same thing, fiddling our thumbs, you know, spending more time with our families, cooking dinner, playing board games, doing all the things that, you know, it was a pause in life that we should have been doing all along. But when given the time and forced, you know, we absolutely made use of that time. And that's when people started. And I'm not going to knock the people who have pivoted and decided this is not the route that I want to go. I want to change my life now. I want to become an esthetician. I want to become, you know, a barber. I want to now finally be that, you know, actor that I wanted to be. I can now go to school. So there were some great things that came out of that pandemic. And I think it's great because people started to realize, you know, what they're really good at because they had nothing but time. So, you know, we talk about being 
consistent and being more of ourselves, but mainly knowing that, Hey, if you're not good at something, you know, then, Hey, figure out what it is that you're good at. And I think Steve Harvey put it good. He's like, Hey, if you're good at cooking fried chicken or making pies, then cook more fried chicken and sell fried chicken, open up a restaurant, you know, do the things that, you know, you're really good at. And the more you do it, the better you become. You know, I, I love your passion, Marissa. You, you guys, and especially what you and Mario are doing, you guys give a lot back, right? I know you guys give yes. uh, a whole bunch of different things that you've done. Um, one thing I thought was very interesting, can you kind of talk about how you connected with Dana White in um, recent book <laughs> drop? I'll be honest, I didn't know who yeah. he was. But you know what? I don't care who you are, celebrity, you know, uh, celebrity famous person, it doesn't really matter to me. All that matters is that you're kind. At the end of the day is your heart. And, you know, from my first encounter with him, that guy has a really big heart. He didn't know who I was, but he gave money out of his pocket. And I could have literally pocketed it and like said, oh, my gosh, I just (laughs) scammed this guy out of this money. And not knowing who he was, he came out of his pocket generously and gave back. And the message he wanted to give to the kids was that, you know, I'd love the opportunity to be able to read to you guys one day. And I thought that was remarkable because on the spot, he wrote a message he set it on video on the spot. My girlfriend's like, ooh, 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 let's do a video. I'm like, seriously? And he's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay. Yeah. So we do this video, and I thought, okay, who is this guy? And then afterwards, because I knew he was famous, after, while I was there, we were eating, and the girl's like, oh, that guy right there, he's really, you know, a big guy. I'm like, okay, well, I need money for these books, so maybe I can ask him. So I literally was going to leave, and – um I came back in and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just ask him. It doesn't hurt to ask. So I asked, hey, Dana, you know, um, I hear that, you know, here with UFC, I can't remember how it goes, but I just said, we're doing this book drive and we're raising some money to uh, give, you know, new books to first, second and third graders. Would you be interested? And he said, yes. So he goes out of, gets out of his wallet, all this hundred dollar bills. I'm like, yes. I'm like so excited. So my girlfriend's like, do a video real quick, do a video. So I look at him and he's like, okay. And I'm like, score. So impromptu video, I get it. And I get the money and and I, I'm so excited that he in the end wants to give me daps. And I literally get out of my seat, standing the money. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so embarrassed because I thought I was going to get brownie points with the guys and say, guess who I met today? So yeah. I show them the video. They watch it till the end. And all they say is, how do you leave Dana White that? hanging? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that thinking, up, Krista, but I did see that. <laughs> yes. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I was yeah. with Dana White. Did you yeah. see me with Dana White and video? You guys didn't get a video with Dana White, but I did. Yeah. And he gave me money. He gave me straight <laughs> money. Like, seriously, who does that? You know, I mean, he literally took out money for the book drive. All I know is that we were trying to raise 12,000 books in 45 days, pandemic hit. So we were only uh, able to get 4,000 books, which I heard was pretty remarkable. So we still have these books. We did 500 donated to Chet Buchanan's toy drives to put as stocking stuffers during, you know, the end of the year. And we have more books that we will be giving once school either reopens or, you know, at the end of the year. But these are the things that I'm most proud of that we as a company have been able to do locally. It wasn't a national thing. It was a local thing that we started 
And we really tried, Mario and I, to give back to cause marketing with our teams here in Vegas. We've got four other owner groups who, when we put the idea out, you know, it, like I said, takes a village to make these things happen. And we were able to together come with these events that really are meaningful, that give back to what, what really matters. And that's our community becoming stronger. One other one I wanted to touch on was um, you guys raising over 140,000 uh, mm-hmm. from the frontline nurses. I thought that yep. was very powerful. So you guys are yes. really, you guys back up what you, what you stand for. And I, I thought that was great with Saj and me and, and what you and Mario are doing. It's great because a lot of people aren't doing that. You know, to be yeah. in a hard time like this. They don't want to give back. It's, it's me, 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 you know, and, and it's, it's right. great. You guys are, uh, are really, really doing and, and, uh, and moving. To, what, what we talk, what Chris and I talk about is moving the culture forward in Vegas. And you mm-hmm. guys are doing you know, and it's great. It's really, really great yeah. to see. Yeah. Yes. Um, that came about because my mom, she was, your wife's a nurse, you know, yeah. she worked industry and yeah. uh, she wanted me to be a nurse and that wasn't my calling. I'm like, no way. You know, that's <laughs> typical for, you know, Filipinos to be <laughs> fall into that. That's what they know. And sure. everybody's like, oh, you're Filipino. Are you a nurse? I'm like, no, I'm not. But True story. We worked with the Filipino Nurses Association to get all those uh, massage services donated. But um, what happened was the reason why that all began was when we were shut down because we were considered non-essential. And uh, we made calls to all of our members to check on them to see how they were doing. We wanted to make sure that if, you know, one of their family members are suffering from COVID or if they lost their jobs because we realized, well, we were making these calls that both parties had lost their jobs, you know, and it was tough. It wasn't, you know, it was scary and it was tough. But as we were making these calls, we happened to, uh, well, I happened to come across a nurse, actually several nurses on the other end. And one in particular stood out and she said, you know what? I really love the fact that you guys are calling and checking in on your members. Because we are doing the same thing on our end. We are having to call the elderly patients to make sure they have their medication, they have groceries, so that they can stay home from Nevada and be safe. And us, you know, we'll, we'll be there to make sure they have everything that they need. Because some of them, le- you know, lived by themselves. Yeah. So I said, you know, when we get back, we need to do something. We need to find a way to be able to give back to these nurses and figure out and who knew when we decided to make that you know choice to give back that it was the year of the nurses 2020 was proclaimed by the national you know uh, world health organization as the year of the nurses and how fitting because the year of 2020 was when they were needed the most and many of them gave of their lives selflessly to put their lives at risk and their families' lives at risk to give back to a community to keep them safe. And so, you know, we as business owners felt the need to be able to find a way to help our nurses get back some of the time they lost. And, you know, we asked our community uh, member of members to see if they wanted to donate. And many of them gave selflessly. They said, donate five, I'd like to donate 10. Oh my gosh, this is a great thing that you're, you did. And even after it was all said and done, we still have people asking if they could donate. That's great. So at the end of the year, that's what we did. We donated close to 100. We did, yeah, $140,000. But it didn't end there. In February of 2021, there was a uh, 
a segment on Good Morning America that talked about the aftermath of the pandemic and the increase in mental health issues with our um, healthcare officials, you know, and what that did was it sparked another thing. We need to create some health and wellness packages for, you know, our healthcare heroes and figure out a way, again, to not just do it alone, but to figure out a way where we can have a great package that would mean something to the individual who received it. So that's when we partnered with five, five businesses. Hilton Las, Lake Las Vegas, they gave away a two-night stay at um, Las Vegas Hilton. They also gave at Reflection Bay the $100 gift certificate so that they can have brunch with Season 12 Hell's Kitchen winner Scott Cummings. Three uh, sessions at Orange Theory. A hundred dollar gift card to or gift certificate to Mama Bird Southern Kitchen, and then of course Massage Envy giving another session of a massage or facial to the healthcare hero. Over eleven thousand dollars raised, and eight uh, fourteen healthcare heroes were able to receive eight hundred dollar packages, oh, and wow. also certificates of recognition from our dignitaries, from Governor Sisolak, Dina Titus, Susie Lee, Councilwoman Romero, Commissioner Justin Jones, and um, our Mayor. Uh, Goodman. So we were really happy that they were able to get recognized in that capacity. And it was the first time where we were able to collaborate and get like-minded businesses to come together to create this health and wellness package. But I think what stood out the most for me is to know that, you know, they got to nominate their healthcare hero, favorite healthcare hero. But what the hospitals loved the most is that they were the ones behind the scenes looking at all of their counterparts picking up shifts, not leaving until the last person, you know, was done or staying extra hours. So for them to be able to nominate someone from within meant a lot to them is what I heard. And to know that the community stood behind them because everybody was affected through, you know, businesses who had to sometimes 10,000 businesses had to shut their doors is what I heard. A lot of the restaurant industry got affected. And it wasn't through valiant, you know, valiant efforts on their part not to keep their doors open. Many were able to continue to keep their doors open, but also many were had to close. And that saddens me. But to know that we still have to, you know, face the truth that, hey, this is what we are still dealing with in the pandemic. What more can we do? And they everybody came together as a team and brought these people, you know, some smiles on their faces it was one of our best projects. I mean, I, I love the books and I love this one, but man, just to hear the stories, um, they had to submit three or four sentences, like f- three to five sentences on why someone needed to be nominated for this, nominate your favorite healthcare hero. Oh, wow. And the community got involved, the hospitals got involved, dignitaries got involved, and small and big businesses got involved. That was no easy feat, let me tell you but was most rewarding and meaningful. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, put your name behind it, behind everything. And it's just, it's so good now to be able to see Vegas. I mean, I know we're not fully through the pandemic, but it's nice to see Vegas opening up, you know, and, and being mm-hmm. able to see people get back to work and, you know, the, all the places that are open up, Resort World and all these new businesses, new energy in Vegas. It's, it's great to see. Yeah. It's great to see what you guys are doing. It absolutely is. And it's really nice to know. And well, we're, this is the adult Disneyland. So the minute people were able to go somewhere, this is one of the first places, sure. you know, to get away because we are the fun city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So speaking yeah. on that, being the fun city, we always ask a lot of our guests, especially when you're living in Vegas, what is your favorite restaurant in Vegas? I knew you were going to say that, and I came prepared. Okay, good. So I was asking my husband that. <laughs> so there are three places, and I'm almost afraid to say the first one, because if I do, then it means everybody's going to go there, and you know how that goes. You don't yeah. want people to know about that spot, right? Well, business. <laughs> right? Because then it's going to be busy, and it's not like all these you know, great restaurants aren't already busy as it is. Sure. They are being bombarded. People are tired of being home. Yep. So I had a discussion with my husband just before this. And I told him, well, if I had to choose, I really love the oyster bar at the palace station for their pan. That's, that's our spot. Man. <laughs> and after they renovated. Right. But they still <laughs> don't have enough seats. Right. That's a great spot. place. Yep. Yes. And of course, it really obviously depends on what you're in the mood for. But if I had to choose and I didn't have to wait, I would always go for that. And because you can either get rice. I'm a big rice eater because of my ethnicity. I love rice, but you can get rice or noodles. Right. And they've got gumbo, jambalaya, chipino. I mean, they've got every type of seafood you can name. So if you're a big seafood person, I would say that. Also, back to my you know Asian descent, I love Thai food. So I love Lotus of Siam. That's another spots. Yes. And then of course I try to be healthy. The only healthy place that I really, really like that's convinced consistent um, has been earth cafe. I love earth cafe because they have a lot of them in, um, in California. And when we got our first one, which I heard we're going to have at least three more coming, I think downtown Summerland's getting one Henderson's getting one. And of course, in That's the, at the win, I think, yes, at the Encore. Okay. They have they uh, had cottage cakes, which they got rid of. It's this pancake with this sprinkle thing that I used to like. And they have a really good banana nut oatmeal, which I really, really love. Oh, so, sounds fantastic. Yes. Really so I, those are good. the spots. Good, good mm -hmm. spots. Good, good spots to recommend. I got to check out the Earth Cafe. I've been to other two, but uh, it's, it's my wife loves those spots, too. So that's great. And I know Chris... Chris, I think you've been to Lotus of Cyan also, if I remember correctly. No, I've been trying to get there for a long time, but every time the reservations are booked, <laughs> it's impossible to get there. Yeah. Well, they got yeah, the no. you got to make a reservation at, at time. Or go early sleep. afternoon. Like, yeah. uh, and if you like to drink, yes, they have quite the selection, I understand. The gentleman who owns it with his wife are big drinkers, and they traveled the world to find the best of the best. So, yeah. yes, you won't be disappointed. We got great wine. You have great, great red wine. For sure. yeah, one yes. of these days, I'm going to get over there. I love Thai food, so I'm trying to get yeah, over Yeah, <laughs> well, you won't go wrong, trust me. I think they've got a mixture of Thai. They've got northern and other other types of Thai. And my girlfriend, um, she knows how to speak really good Thai, so she actually gets us in all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you need. Yeah, these guys speak the language. Yes. That's good exactly. stuff. What else is on the agenda for 2021 and in the future? What what else do you guys want to accomplish this year? Um, you know, we still have the books that we want to uh, obviously give to the children. I think the teachers and the children have gone through so much. All of us have, but yeah. you know, not being able to connect. We are human beings. That our sole being is to connect with other humans and. You know, mental health is on the rise for, you know, we talked about healthcare heroes, but let's talk about the children and the teachers. I mean, they had to go through so much. The parents, I mean, Pocky, yeah. you're a dad, you know, yeah. of three. Yeah. And uh, Chris, I don't know if Dude, you have don't put, kids. Don't put another one on me. I only got two yet. Two. 
Yeah, yeah, I got three. You know, My wife has a third one, but I, but I only, I only got three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris got three. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? You need to get on the bandwagon and have three like Chris and I. Okay? No, 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 <laughs> man. Like, I can work on that. I'm done. <laughs> you don't see these grades? That's why that's I'm cutting it off. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, so that's, we want to focus stuff. on that. My husband also was a vet. And so we want to, oh. um, you know, give back. We actually partnered with U.S. Vets. So my girl there, Shalimar Cabrera, who is the CEO who runs the U.S. Vets, we've given oh, wow. to them um, for several years now. And we want to continue with that. You know, veterans also were affected. They couldn't leave and they needed medication. And they're doing a wonderful job down there at U.S. Vets, taking care of, you know, our fellow veterans. And those are things that we like to give back to because that's something that we're familiar with. And so we really want to give back to things that are, that mean a lot to us, education for the children, our vets. And of course our healthcare heroes came through, you know, having to deal with the pandemic. So we were really happy to give back in that capacity because we've never done that before. We've always done the red heart in uh, diabetes foundation and we've done um, healing hands for arthritis, but, um, and Susan G. Komen. So we really are active in the community and it really feels good that, you know, our businesses are able to do that. Marissa, it's an absolute pleasure to have you all be able to learn from you and, you know, be able to get some tips. And honestly, you, you right place, right time. And guys, if you want to bet on Massage Envy, they're going to continue to be successful because you guys are always at the right place, right time and give back. Uh, it's powerful. Where can people reach you guys at? Where I know you got multiple locations, but can you kind of shout out some of your social handles? Yeah, so we've got locations. There's 13 locations in the Valley. Okay. Um, we've got probably about four or five on the east side. we got about seven on the west side. So we've sure. got Boca Park location, Shadow Mountain, Rock Springs, West Flamingo. Uh, we've got Blue Diamond. We've got Green Valley. We've got Lake Mead Crossing on your way to Lake Las Vegas. We've got Galleria was the first one that opened right next to the Costco. We got a new one that just opened on St. Rose Parkway right across from um, St. Rose Costco as well. We have one in Anthem. So we really are. And we also have Centennial Hills. I can't forget about my girl, Fran. We did pharmaceutical sales together. So she also owns Massage Envy in California and here in Vegas. I know everybody's Great time to get a massage. So definitely check check it up and make your appointments. Yeah, I need one. And get a good book soon. <laughs> the number, the two things that people said they got out of the pandemic that they cared about the most was number one, self care, which is what you need to be able to give back to your families is taking care of you first, and yeah. second of all is family. Yeah. Being able to be with family and being able to know that you know through all of it, in the end, you guys are together and yeah. take care of yourselves. You guys got to put your health first. Yeah, yeah so, definitely, 100%. Yeah. If you didn't already know that, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> Marissa, a, absolute pleasure. Thank you, Definitely check her out at, at Massage Envy and, and be able to reach out to her. And you can check us out at TheVegasCircle.com. Uh, subscribe with us and check us out at iHeart, Apple, the whole nine. So appreciate you, Hey, Marissa. one Thank of these days, much. I'm going to have both of you on my podcast. Let's okay? go. Oh, we would Let's love go. That. <laughs> you guys owe me. You know, I really <laughs> love what you guys are doing. Focusing that. on entrepreneurs. You guys are going to have to show me a thing or two. And my setup at my headquarters, I'm going to need you to actually do help me get that together. So, and I did promise you that I would have you on my show. <laughs> but also let you rent it out for free for one of your sessions just so we can get this going yeah thank you marissa thank you very much we definitely uh we'll we'll make that happen so we appreciate you marissa 
And much appreciation. Well, you got my number, Pocky. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you, Marissa. Okay. Have a good night. Thank you very you much. You too. Bye.